Welcome to the Two Months Podcast presented by BioSteel. I'm your host, Joshua Marshall. Welcome back to the Two Months Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Marshall. Tonight, we have uh, Clay Vanderham. Vandy, how's it going? Vandy is dandy. Just got home from uh, the U11 kid game. A uh, big win for, for the Storm. Um, found it very difficult last week to get into the swing of things. Hopefully, this Monday will be better. And then trying to get over that holiday lag a little bit. So. Yeah, all the kids go back to school, right? I believe. Yeah, I think that's yeah, that explains probably why. Yeah. So uh yeah, wish all those kids and anyone listening, kids are going back to school. So uh, you know, be careful around those uh school zones and all that. And uh he's back with us tonight, uh my D partner, but he's been moved, we've been moved to the forward line and he uh he was the man oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Really versatile. Yeah, yeah. we <laughs> were versatile. Yeah. So the team throw... said, "Fuck it, no more of these guys yeah. on D. We're gonna yeah. put them like." <laughs> so, uh, so we went Brody first... last week scared Lane. He was like, yeah. "No, I can't put those guys on D anymore." <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so we got Phil Stockley back with us. Phil, how's it going? Doing well. Uh, same as Vandy. I was at my boys U eleven game today. He he actually had a double header up in Smoky Lake, Alberta. They won both games. Bumped him up to second place, so we're doing we're doing good. Nice, nice. That's good. That's good. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, we got bumped. He, I got put on the first line. Phil got put on the second line. Phil had a couple apples. I did a couple dangles. I got no points, but we won six three. Uh, we play again tonight. Bosco was hunting <laughs> in that game. He was like ripping them 
from everywhere. Just oh, shots, right. eh? Just try, just when you're slumping, just shoot the ball. Oh yeah, just uh, yeah. Lane said no more D, so uh, but we gave up three. We won six three, but we'll see what happens next game. So Phil, are you playing forward again next game? Like, did he have that you as a as like four of you guys on one line? So that was the thing is I saw the lines came out and he had me and another guy playing left wing on the second line. Yeah. And I just went on there and I'm like, you know what, boys, like for numbers, like the West soccer center is an hour from my house. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, yeah, for numbers, boys, like I, I don't mind sitting out once in a while, like Lane immediately like texted me. He's like, delete that right now. He's like, delete it right now. He's like, if, if that other guy shows up, you're playing D. So I'm like, all right, so I'm going, I'm in tomorrow, I'm playing. Don't know where I'm playing, but I'm playing. Might be a healthy scratch when you get to the rink, eh? We'll see after warmies, eh? So. No doubt he'll say, don't take your suit off, get upstairs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we got to wear How are you feeling? You you you, you yeah, pulled a groin. groin. Yeah, my groin's a bit better, so my shoulder's killing me, though. I slept wrong on my shoulder three nights ago, and it's just every day, but we'll try to plug. You're going. Through. We'll we'll try You're to play in. Yeah, we'll try to plug through. So, out of boy. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get her going. You know, keep that iron. Listen, I played pickleball last Wednesday. Pickleball. How was it? Guys. It is incredible. Like it was the first time I ever played. It was unbelievable. And Tara, uh, um, Kennel, Robbie, uh, Kyle Taylor was. It was incredible. Murph was there. Yeah. Like was Melnick there? <laughs> No, no, Mel wasn't there. Mel Nick wasn't there. It's actually um, pretty fun. Oh my god, it is so fun. Like I remember we used to do with tennis balls and on the foundation of our garage, you'd have to hit it over the top, but whatever. It, it's insane. And the technique that or I guess not technique, but strategy that goes into holy fuck. But I woke up, my wrists were so sore. Yeah. Insert joke there, I guess. I walked, walked in that way. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. Anyway, move on. From that yeah. fuck Moving on. From that, yeah. You just killed it. It's yeah, over. Yeah, there. Pickleball's fun. There. Done. Yeah. yeah. End of story. So edit you, that out, Bosco. No, no, we gotta keep that in. Maybe <laughs> we'll see. Vandy <laughs> don't like when I take things out. He likes to keep things in. He's like, just keep it where. Yeah, just keep it yeah. in there. I don't give a shit. Um, it's organic, right? You keep it, yeah. keep it going here. Don't worry. I walked into one one at our ball hockey game when the the defenseman was clearing it out, and I went up to kind of it was coming right to my face, so I kind of put my my hand up to block it. And I thought the ref it was like really close. So I thought the ref would have missed it, but he got it. And I was like, man, like how the hell did you get that? <laughs> like it just touched the tip. And he goes, you just walked into that one. <laughs> so don't worry, same thing <laughs> happened. Good old Sam Nazardine. Happens to the best of us, eh? Yeah, Sam Nazardine, good ref too. So uh, good cop too, good man. So uh, he's a good person. He actually wants to come on and talk some refereeing. So uh, so maybe that's a, a podcast. Oh, great. Yeah, later date. So, but I, I, yeah, I get along very well with referees. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I ref I VHE. I think I mentioned this last week for a season and a half. That was it. And eh? then I quit after one night. There was like. 50 some penalties blood on my floor fights in the stands and i was like yeah this isn't worth it no i was out. not worth the bucks um that was men's league this was ball hockey yeah men's ball hockey yeah it's ugly, ugly. paul frazier was my partner that night too at least you had at least you had a guy that you knew pretty well 
So yeah, still not good. Um, yeah, it's a, I, you got to give those guys some credit. It's not the easiest job to do, especially on a Tuesday For night. Sure. Like 930, yeah. it's minus 40 out and all that. And 100%. Like, yeah. So it's not like you go. Yay, give love to referees. Yay, stick taps. Yay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, yeah. try to pick up the energy here on this one. Uh, you know, today, uh, today on the podcast, we're just going to go through some news and notes. Um, uh, tomorrow our interview with, uh, John Scott will drop, uh, that'll just be a separate podcast. So Vandy, you were a part of that, uh, you know, kind of initial, you know, tease into that and what you thought of that interview and, uh, what the fans might expect when they hear something, uh, hear this interview from John Scott. What you've seen and heard from him is what you get. Yeah. That's it. He's a he's again, you know, all of our guests that we have are they're you know involved in the game of hockey and and there are a ton of good people in the game of hockey and John Scott's another one of them. He's another, just another list, right? So yeah, he's got yeah. a good podcast too. I was listening to a couple of his episodes. He's had some some really. Uh, some really good people on so uh you know it's really uh it's been really cool to kind of have it's uh, different yeah his pods um kind of you know similar to ours going away from from the not the game i don't want to say gimmicky but yeah you know like you know what i mean like the structure there's two big boys in in ours yeah and someone said the kids listen to right and and you know it gives it's another avenue another voice another different type of podcast i think when we do ours and he does his i think the best way to say it would be that you're taking a lot from it at any level of hockey that you're playing at uh, you know well, you're going to take some of those tools or those that those stories or, or advice or something that might have happened to you would happen to that what you hear so that, that's kind of what i think with uh, what we do and what he does and in a way honestly like you know, Matt Benning said this to me the other day, and when he uh, congratulations to him too, a uh, career high in assists. He is on pace for a career season, and he's a couple more points, and he's going to be a uh, career high on points for uh, for a season. And it's only half the season to go. So when Matt Benning's on pace for almost a forty point season, and uh, again, that's a defenseman that was in this market. So um, just another uh, steady defenseman on the back end that's uh, you know doing good, having a good year, and Sharks lead the all defensemen in points with, I think it's like 140. So just another good year there. And obviously a big one, big number of that comes from Eric Carlson, but, uh, but yeah, like Benning, Benning kind of said it cool the other day is it's like, you guys are kind of the new theme of podcasts. So, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes uh, going forward here. It might not see, see that way. I think that, you know, the chicklets and the curfew guys are still doing their thing and and whatnot. And, but uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're excited to, to uh, do what we do here and uh, hopefully some more uh, guests. And we do, we, our biggest goal this year was some new guests and fresh ones. And so far with Gene and now John Scott, we're just trying to very keep, keep that theme up. So, uh, but uh, Phil, uh, recent events tonight, uh, you know, flames lose a close one in, uh, in overtime to the Chicago Blackhawks. The Blackhawks have been struggling as of late. No, no uh, Patty Kane, but uh, you know, they got their second win in a row and uh Markstrom gets pulled, but overall thoughts from what you saw from the Flames game tonight? Uh, you know, I'm coming on here. I'm going to try not to be negative. I listened back to the podcast last week, and I feel like I was just all negative. And 
they 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 didn't deserve that. I didn't feel. Uh, I think I think the Flames have been playing pretty good lately. They've been doing a lot better for sure. Tonight, really good to see the power play goal. Uh, get a couple goals tonight. Uh, I think Poland Markstrom was the right call. Vladar came in, stood on his head. It's nice to have a goalie that can come in and play that well right off the bench. I'm surprised that Vlad, uh, Darth Vader uh, didn't get the start. I uh, thought with a couple of games in a row in his last start against Seattle, he actually played really good. So I thought they'd give it back to him. But uh, after Markstrom had three in a row um, there, but, you know, he came in and he did what you had, you had to do, got the team back in the game and got them a, got them a much needed point. But uh uh, you know, another one goal game that they're a part of. They uh, they keep on setting the record for that, Phil. Uh, at some point here, where do you think things need to break? Um, are you liking the lines? Like, I think Luch again got another point with his line with Kadri and Huberto. I know Pelche has been called up and Walker Dewar has been called up, but I'm not too sure where those guys will fit if they get into the lineup. But uh, thoughts on what you could see maybe in, you know, Toffoli with another two points. And uh, our thoughts and prayers out to, to Tyler and his uh, wife, uh, there, uh, there's some sad news over the weekend there, you know, anyone that has a pet is always like, they don't have kids, but their pet is like their, uh, their kid. And they, uh, they lost their, uh, their little, their little puppy over the weekend. So thoughts and prayers. Yeah. Them. But, uh, you know, thoughts on what the, what the flames can do to kind of generate some more offense, Phil, what you see. Yeah. It's, it's like we, we've, we've harped on, we said before, it's like that game breaker, right? Like who's that game breaker. Who's going to get that goal when you're down by a goal. Who's that guy who's going to get that overtime uh, goal. Like what are like, what's the, what are the, what's the flames record in overtime? You know what? I don't have it off by hand, but uh, I, they, I think they're below 500. Yeah. Like I think they've only won like three. Yeah. They've got like three of the extra points of, and they've been to overtime quite a quite a bit this year. Uh, as far as like lines go, everyone like complains about like Lucic playing with Huberto, but who's been better with him this season? Well, that pass, like Lucic's pass to Huberto tonight, was a beauty. Like it was a good play by uh, by Kadri to win that draw, and like obviously Lucic get in. The Kadri kind of tied the guy up, and Lucic came in and right in the slot, Huberto buried it and. You know, Hubert is going to get more of those opportunities as you go because Luch is going to create those those chances. Wouldn't you say there, Vandy? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, you can tell there's some chemistry coming. They're just trying to, I mean, I I, I didn't watch. I watched the tail end of the game, to be honest with you. So I, I just saw as Calgary was coming on. But, but yeah, Hubert, you can, you know, he's starting to get comfortable. It's It's good to see. Yeah. Now, Vandy, from what you saw, like, is there anything that you think maybe, you know, I don't know if Dylan Dubé is the answer on the first line with Toffoli and, and Lindholm, but um, I don't know, like, there's a couple guys out there in free agency, but what do you think about a guy like James Van Riemsdyk? Left shot, good, like, can put well, some goals. He's a, he's a, he's like, probably a 50-point guy, Yeah, right? but would, why, why are you, you know, yeah, I guess he he would help you, but I don't understand why you would need to feel the need to go out and get a guy like that. You've got the pieces there. There's no doubt. Yeah. Um, I think as for Sutter, I think he he, you know, just putting my coach hat on for a sec, he was hoping for a lot more from Majapani. I think. 
Yeah. He's, and, and, and he's just not getting that. I mean, I remember last year, Monge, he, I mean, he was scoring, it seemed like every second game. Right. And now I, I think that kind of throws a wrench into it when you, you know, you go at the beginning of the year and you got, you go, Oh, we got Hugo, Kadri down the middle, whatever it is. Right. Or, you know, wherever you're going to spot them in. Well, they can just, they're different players than Goudreau and, and Kachuk. And I think now he's, you know, you're, you probably had Majapani up there, but he's struggling a bit. Dubé, I, for me, Dubé, he's just, I, I, every time I watch him, I'm, I, I'm like, man, he's going to break out McKinnon style. Like he's, he almost has that McKinnon build and stride. Not, I'm not comparing Dubé to McKinnon, but just like, you just, he's like, Oh God, he looks so good. And then you're like, man, he just can't put it together, put it in front of the net. Yeah. And I, you know, put it in the net or whatever. But uh, I think for Daryl, for Sutter, it's just a matter of, I think he was expecting guys to take a leap and, and they haven't. I think that's what it boils down to. Yeah. We'll see. They got a couple call-ups, so maybe they interject some of those guys in through this road trip. They got a long roadie here. What do you think, Phil? Yeah, I like, I don't know if you saw that they, Ryan Leslie interviewed Tree Living in the first intermission. He he made a comment that like goaltending is stabled out. I totally agree with that. And like even like going back to Vladar, like I honestly think Vladar saved Calgary season this year. Um, and then I was also going to ask you, Bosco, what do you think of Calgary's farm? Farm team, they're really good. They've been yeah. good last year. They've been good this year. I think they develop really well. Um, you know, like they got pieces. Um, the thing is, you got a coach in Daryl who loves that veteran presence right now right and and that's what won him his two cups in la um yes he had some he interjected some of the younger guys in the Tafolis and the pearsons and whatnot in la but uh you know i i don't that the problem is is it's big boy hockey with daryl still right it's he likes that rough and tumble kind of guys he likes those guys that kind of bring the you know the strong meat and potatoes to the game and um, you know, some of the guys they have in the minors are, are a bit undersized, but, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're doing good in the minors again. Like they, they were really good last year. They're, they're really good this year. Um, they got the right general manager down, down there and Brad Pascal running a good, or, uh, you know, a good organization, a good coaching staff. And, um, but yeah, eventually when you guys get the call, these call-ups, they got to bring some guys in the only forward to Turt right now is Richie. So, you know, unless a couple other guys are banged up and they're going to interject some guys here, here and there. But, uh, you know, the Leafs played tonight and they played back to back and, you know, TJ Brody was a healthy scratch. That's a veteran defenseman, man. That's a good left shot defenseman on a $4 million contract. It was a healthy scratch for Connor Timmons and it paid off. Timmons scored his first goal of the year and, you know, Wayne Simmons was in the lineup again tonight and brought some toughness to the Leafs. But, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, how much that, that, how much Daryl will do that. We'll see what happens here throughout the road trip. If some of these younger guys get in, but I agree with, you know, what Andy said about Dubé, I, I see, I kind of see that too. And you think you know, like last year, everything was going in for him too. Right. That was another guy that was on, like, he was doing really good, even into the playoffs and, and whatnot. And it's kind of stalled here a bit, but man, Japan, he's back with uh, Coleman and, and uh, Backlund. So that line was successful last year too. Um, they just haven't put up the points that you would want. Yeah, I think Backlund's the the kind of the right guy to put with him too. Mm-hmm. 
like you remember when Kachuk first broke in and he played with Michael Backlund and I think Keith's like comments were like just like nothing but praise yeah. that his son got to play with Michael Backlund and look where Kachuk is now. He probably, it'd be really interesting to ask Kachuk, like, you know, how much how he feels player, about, yeah. yeah. That player helped his development through his career in the NHL for sure. That would be an interesting. Yeah. Like Backlund is so important to the flames. Yeah. Yeah. Good guess we had on earlier in the year for sure. So yeah. Uh, another, yeah. another couple of players too. Like I think Trevor Lewis has been worth every red cent for the flames this year. Just a solid fourth line guy, kills penalties, uh, does whatever whatever's asked. It's pretty cheap. And another guy like I've just like loved this year has been Zadorov too. Just been he's been solid. He's been really really good. So uh, yeah, he's been uh, he's been everything that you you want. And God, he'd look good in the orange. Oh yeah, he was <laughs> there man. He was there for the pickings too, right? And it just uh, I know. Yeah, that's another. After guy. he just dummied, he dummied them in the bubble like anyway yeah yeah so i guess like that's it's it was a tough loss tonight i think it's a game you have to win uh unfortunately didn't get the two points we did get the one point i guess we'll see how the rest of the trip goes we got uh back to back in st louis coming up should be hopefully a couple wins we'll see how it goes I think last time we played St. Louis, it didn't go so well. Yeah, that's when uh, that's when the Flames got booed off the ice at home. Yeah, we'll see. So what happens I think too with uh, yeah, we'll the see story, the storyline with uh, the Bennington and Kadri storyline dating back to last year. This is Naz uh, goes back there, and uh, you know the, the the awful comments that were read. But uh, you know they played each other in Calgary this year. Nothing really happened. I think uh, yeah. was looking for a fight, but. I don't think when you when you got a guy like Lucha on the other side, you know, it ain't gonna happen. So he doesn't exactly hundred percent. That, that is something that happened and, in another organization and and whatnot. But, uh, but yeah, so that's uh, anything else you want to add before we move on? That's it. And I I don't know if I did, I mentioned it or not, but I got so I guess that'll be the twenty fifth one goal game the Flames have been involved in this year. That's uh, listen, and that if they somehow find a way to get into the playoffs this year, that's a scary stat, man. Go back to that stat. Yeah. If they get into the playoffs, I mean, we know what, what this team's capable of, but if they get back into the playoffs, playing in those tight games in November, December, January, they pay off, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. And you got the, you got the presence there too. So that's our Calgary flames report uh, sponsored by Marta Lou barbershop in Calgary. <laughs> This public service announcement is brought to you by our friends at CDN. Here's a crazy thought. Not all team wear needs a team logo. Stand out in the crowd and rep your team colors with one of CDN's hockey hats. Listen, these hats are phenomenal. We just got ours a little while ago and we've been wearing them nonstop. You know when you find a hat you love and you just can't take it off? Yep, that's how we feel with our CDN hat. Every time we wear it out, we get asked, where did you get that hat? I know what you're thinking. How can I get one? Cue the details. Shop online 24-7 at www.wearecdn.ca and use the promo code 2MUTS for 15% off your order. Again, that's www.wearecdn.ca to get your new favorite hat and use the discount code 
two months at checkout for 15% off your order. Now back to the show. Coach Rupper here from Two Mutts. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Now let's grab a knee. Have I got a deal for you. We have teamed up with Manscaped and we can save you some big time coin this upcoming NHL season. Guys, are your sticks and pucks getting hairy in the corners? And gals, is your goalie still using horsehair coopers? Well, let's wake up! Use the code 2MUTS to save 20% plus free shipping on Manscaped products. Listen, we all love to score and we all want to win the cup. Why not do it on a fresh, clean, smooth sheet of ice? That way we all win. Manscaped is the only way to go. Again, the code is 2MUTS to save 20% plus free shipping on Manscaped products. Now let's bring it in. Manscaped on three. One, two, three. The Two Months Podcast is presented by BioStill. Use promo code 2MONTHSPOD25, that's 2MONTHSPOD25, all capitals, to get 25% off your order at checkout when you go to biostill.ca. Also, the Two Months Podcast is presented by SeatGeek. Use promo code 2MONTHSPOD, all capitals, that's 2MONTHSPOD, to get $20 off your purchase at checkout. The Two Mutts Podcast is brought to you by Free Bars, and Free Bars are arguably the best tasting energy bar. You might have heard Free Bars on the podcast before, and maybe you've tried them at Edmonton's most popular farmers markets. Free Bars focus on three main things for their bars. One, Free Bars are free of priority allergens, including peanuts, nuts, dairy, eggs, gluten, and soy. Second, Free Bars taste great. I was talking to Luke, the man behind Free Bars, and the comments they get while sampling is always positive. Everyone loves how they taste. Three, they are full of healthy and whole ingredients, nothing artificial and no preservatives. Free Bars are made right here in Edmonton and they are quickly popping up in stores around the city. Free Bars use a mixture of hemp hearts, honey, and gluten-free oats as their base. And then there are the three flavors, chocolate chip, mint chocolate chip, and the popular coconut. Free Bar's list of ingredients is short. Like in the coconut, there's just hemp hearts, honey, gluten-free oats, shredded coconut, and coconut oil. That's it. As school gets back into the swing of things and hockey season starts, parents and kids are bringing Free Bar's to the rink as a healthy, delicious snack. Want to try? Listeners of this podcast will get 20% off with the promo code 2MUTS. That's one word, 2MUTS, and the discount will be applied at checkout. Learn more about Free Bars by visiting us at Strathcona's Farmer's Market, Bountiful Farmer's Market, and St. Albert Farmer's Market, or online at freebars.ca. Want to pick it up at the store? Check out freebars.ca for a full list of our realtors. Don't forget the promo code Two months and have arguably the best tasting energy bar today. That's free bars. Um, so uh, we just want to plug another sponsor uh, who's going to join us this year. That's Brody McIntyre. He's our resident uh, real estate agent. Uh, the closer. Uh, 
Closer, aka the closer. Uh, so Broads, uh, yeah, um, give us a good ad read here of what uh, you know what what people can look for and how they can get a hold of you and uh, how long you've been in the industry for too. Hey, we'll keep her quick, man. I've been doing this since two thousand and four. Uh, do ninety nine percent residential, kind of the greater Edmonton area. I work for Three Max, so we have the biggest market share out here. So yeah, it's a good good time to be alive in real estate. Lots going on and turning to a little bit of a buyer's market but we can help you with uh entry-level housing investments are really big right now rents are high so if you want to invest it's a great time and you're getting big money on rentals so give me a shout anytime remax professionals 780-777-3694 perfect all right short and sweet well done brody look at the broads coming in the closer so uh yeah so uh yeah if you guys are looking at, at getting a hold of broads uh just give him a shout uh you also can follow him on uh, instagram and uh facebook he's in our bio so if you're wondering what the what his handle is just look at our bio it's in there as everyone else is agree <laughs> Uh, we'll move on to our uh, Edmonton Oilers report, sponsored by Shadify Salon and Barbershop. Uh, you know, Vandy, uh, I love your Twitter. I love that you're back on Twitter. It's been a while since you were on it, but well, uh, it's it's a different. It's different now. It's not yeah. like it was. No, exactly. It's still, you still get dummies. But, yeah, you but. still do. But uh, you know, the nine schmill, Vandy, the nine schmill. Uh, thoughts on that play last night, McKinnon, unreal play, but. Uh, I was even driving and I was listening to the broadcast that uh, Jack and Bob said that that is a, a play that CC and nurse need to do a better job at your thoughts. Okay. So without breaking down a play, I didn't rewind it and slow-mo and all that shit, but you knew you, you saw the play. You could see the play develop in on TV. Yes. Miles. Alone. And, and yeah, I'm a casual fan. I'm not playing the game. But you know, you know, we just played a kid tonight at U11. I told you, you got to take away time and space. They have one kid that just buzzes, and you got to take away time and space. The gap on that was horrible for one, CC. Okay, that's fine. You, you get guys get turned around all the time. But nurse, why are you side by side with Cody CC? Why are you not giving then taking ice quick? Like it's just it. it I mean, you saw you saw him come from the top of the TV around down, and and he gets the puck, and he's full tilt flying, and that's sorry, but that's a nine million dollar player in my eyes. Whatever he makes, ten, whatever it is, right? Yep. He is, but that, and and then for for our nine million dollar player, and that's the difference. Our $9 million player is playing side-by-side side instead of a staggered position, giving ice, knowing that, okay, there's a possibility my D, bagger, my D partner could get burnt. So play stagger and take a little ice, and then you give it away. And that's, you know, possibly square up to him, get your shoulders lined up. It's all basic stuff. I get it. it, it the game's going, and McKinnon's coming at you 100 miles an hour. It's, it's a whole new ball game. But if you set yourself up to be in that position anyway, it doesn't look as bad or you probably make the stop on them and at least get a stick away or stick yeah. on them, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I rambled on. There. No, no, no. I uh, Obviously, you know, you're up to nothing, Bandy, at the end of the day. You want a third period. You got to close that out. You got to find a way to get the two points. Um, and you could just tell McKinnon was 
I mean, what do you have? Ten shots? Yeah. Like, and they just lost five. They lost five straight going into this game. You know, um, he's, he was all over it last yeah, night. And you can just tell night. it was a matter of time. Yeah, he knows the he knows the stage. Hockey night in Canada. You know, eight o'clock start. Um, you know, he knows uh, they had success last time they were in this in that arena. Um, he always it's Connor McDavid. It's you know he compares himself to the best at the end of the day at, at McKinnon. So. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was unreal uh, on there. Uh, but uh, you know, good Calgary boy uh, there, uh, Phil. Uh, thoughts on the overtime winner from Kale McCarr and that play too? Kind of the same thing a little bit. The nurse kind of got kind of watching there. I I hate picking on him here. It's just it, it's uh, you know the gap wasn't closed closed enough. And I know it's a two on one, but you know I think you got to play that a little bit better in my opinion. But I don't know what's your thoughts on that play. Uh, and I'll throw to you too. Get your thoughts on this, uh, Vandy, but uh, Phil first. It was uh, I. I watched the game actually last night. Looked like a taste of their own medicine a little bit, eh? With uh, how Connor McDavid flies up the middle there, and with with that speed, uh, Kale McCarr just got those feet moving in overtime. But uh, I think Colorado was pretty lucky. Hyman didn't get the hat trick goal there too. Yeah, that was a good play uh, right before. What a yeah. 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 No, that was a great play. Hyman was absolutely buzzing last night in overtime too. He was, he was going good, but McCarr just picked it up, got those feet moving. Connor actually looks, I don't know what you guys think. I think he got a touch on that puck and just kind of changed direction on Skinner a little bit, maybe, but it felt like it for sure. Right. Uh, What did your, what was your thoughts on that play Bandy? Yeah. Again, another play that you, you could watch develop and you know, those horses get their feet moving. I mean, I, I tweeted out what I tweeted out, but again, and going back to nurse, it's, it's not the contract. The contract isn't his fault. It's, it's the expectations that come with it. We've talked about that. Um, It's unfortunate when a, when a guy plays, when he's your number one guy and he's playing 30 minutes a game, including, you know, sometimes including overtime, it's tough, but yeah, you could just see McCarr had that look or had that feel of the game. He was all over it. McKinnon, it was just a matter of time before, and it is, it's a matter of time before those big boys break out. Yeah. Again, they can only slump for so long, and yeah. then yeah, they're game breakers. They're Stanley Cup champs for a reason, guys. Yes. I mean, yeah. that's... Yeah. And McCarr, 33 minutes on the back end, like, he was a horse. Like, he's got to be yeah. right now because of the situation. And he had red, all he had, red cheeks at the end of the game when they interviewed him. Red yeah. cheeks. Wasn't he breathing heavy? Like I was tired. Just tired watching it. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah. yeah. Just tired in general too. But yeah. Yeah. No, well, uh, you know, another concerning stat, like obviously you talked about Hyman, he's doing really good. Um, they went with the 11 and seven configure configuration again. Warren Fogel, two games in a row, he's a healthy scratch. It's a three million dollar player on your third line that's a healthy scratch. Unfortunately, that trade didn't work out for both teams. And, uh, you know, uh, Ethan, Ethan Barry ended up getting traded to the Vancouver Canucks where that has worked out and he is uh, due to get an extension. Um, but, uh, you know, really, uh, really unfortunate fortunate there. I thought McLeod and Holloway played pretty good. I thought they were uh, they were kind of moving around really good out there. Um, Broberg's had some good games lately. Um you know, Niemalainen, and when he is dressed in this 11 and 7 situation, it's really he's only out there for the penalty kill because their penalty kill is not that good. And he's one of the guys that's really good on the penalty kill. But, uh, you know, another special teams battle. And Brody said it last podcast the Oilers are just a power play team and they got to get some five on five scoring here. Um, 
you know, they touched it on Hockey Night Canada last night, Ron McLean. Uh, you know, McDavid is on pace for, you know, the un- this unreal season. And he has the most amount of power play points to start the season in his career right now. Um, but the, you know, it's, it's been, uh, it's been interesting to see how that five on five game is not really transitioned and bandy they're giving up a lot of shots again. Uh, you know, Skinner stood on his head and did what he could do to get them that point, knowing that they were in the driver's seat for most of that game going in for a third period lead. But, uh, you know, what do you think can happen here and how do you, uh, you know, work on that with that, you know, from your coaching background of, of fixing the, you know, the shot against regardless. Cause I know when Jay Woodcroft gets asked about, it, he kind of just, Oh, these are just hot, 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 high, high volume teams. I understand that, but still giving them the opportunity to get shots on the net. Right. Yeah. You got to hammer the middle down. I don't know. You know, obviously these guys, I never question what they're doing in practice and stuff. Yeah. Um, I, you know, you gotta, you gotta make it harder for teams to get to that, those areas and I don't think they're doing that right now and you know by harder I mean you got you gotta your compete level needs to rise in your own zone you have to you you have to take pride in in defending your your net and right you know the with McDavid and not even McDavid but they get they gotta take pride in in you know set a goal for themselves okay let's we're only going to get 25 let's only give up 25 tonight now again i agree with woodcroft you're going high volume you're going colorado and other teams that they you know they have played but like at the end of the day you've got to set a goal or whatever it is start take some pride in in eliminating these chances and and making it harder for teams to to capture the middle or to to get those shots away yeah no i uh it'll be uh that that's the thing with them is i think they're they go in those stretches where it's really really strong it's really really good and then there's those stretches where you know things happen and at the end of the day, I think, guys, I think we're in the situation you're at the halfway point of the season pretty much now. I think what you see is what you get in a way. I don't know. Like, you might go on some kind of heater here, um, you know, especially for Calgary there, Phil. You know, we we talked about maybe Seattle falling off and L.A. falling off. They really haven't. You know, another big win for L.A. Seattle's rolling. They're getting points. They just keep on scoring. Their depth is really good. Um, you know, this wild card race is going to be tough. Like, I, I think – Colorado will get in in their top three, I think, once they get some bodies back. But, you know, I, I, I unfortunately, I think Edmonton, one of Edmonton or Calgary is going to miss the playoffs here, I, I think. Uh, and that's really unfortunate. And, you know, the Oilers Nation tweeted out, it's not that good when you are sitting where you're sitting right now for the Oilers. And they're pretty positive outlook there, too. But Oilers Nation had, had talked about, you know, there's less than uh, more than a 50% chance the others missed the playoffs with Connor McDavid on pace for the best season in his entire career. Uh, you know, thoughts on that, uh, Phil? Yeah, it's every time you watch and, and look at the standings, I feel like the Kings and, and the Kraken are just pulling away. And like Vegas is Vegas, Vegas, in my opinion, has the Pacific locked up. Uh, that's done. But it, it's it's tough. I, I totally agree with you. I think either Calgary or Edmonton are going to miss the playoffs because Colorado's going to sneak back into the playoffs and uh, one of those one of those teams are going to slide into the wild card spot. You know, there's just not going to be enough room. Like obviously, and you look at it like O'Reilly and Tarasenko are out four to six, four to six weeks for O'Reilly and four to six weeks for Tarasenko. So 
they're in the bottom right now, but if they can somehow hover, you know, if guys like Shannon, Cairo and Thomas can take that step for them where everyone thought this, that was going to be that they're going to take it over, which they kind of have like Cairo and Thomas lead their team. They're one and two in scoring on the team. But uh, you know, I guess more or less if Bennington can kind of find his groove, he's kind of go through that wave right now. And they got two big games against the flames this week, but uh, you know, those are much needed points. And, and uh, the others are on this California road trip. And then they got their, uh, they got a game against Vegas too. So they got four games and six nights coming up here, Vandy. Uh, how important is this road trip? Usually it's murderer's row going into California, right? But it ain't so much now, but thoughts. Well, or is it? I mean, Could let's be. scratch Anaheim from that. I mean, I think they're all in on the Bedard. But but they which, beat the Oilers earlier this year here. In correct. Yep, but, but and you're right. Yeah, yeah. 100%. But, um, I mean, you got San Jose, LA. Uh, are we talking about the Knights game a must win? You know, depending on how they do in previous, but I mean, look at the end of the day, you're it, it, it's hockey, it's competitive league, and you know, Nashville was supposed to be a lot better than they were this year. St. Louis was supposed to be, you know, a lot better than they are are doing this year, and then you got Colorado out of the wild card. I mean, those three teams alone could bump both teams out of. You know what I mean? So it's going to be interesting. I, I the Kraken won't go away. They, no, no. they, and they can score. They're getting good goaltending um, from Jones. What, what kind of sticks out for them there, Vandy? We don't ever talked about them enough, but what you have seen uh, so far to date, what Adam Larson. Larson. Yeah, I was. You're, I mean, you're eight, eight, game, eight game point streak for Adam Larson. Who thought of that too, right? Yeah. Points, points aside, but you're talking about all you know, defensively. A veteran presence. We 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 are missing that, and then we can beat that horse till it dies. Well, hey, to tease it, John Scott talked about it. Like people hear that tomorrow. Yeah, right? it's that's right. Yeah, I mean, it's like we. That that in itself, just having that in that dressing room with guys like Matty Beneers, who's coming, who's off the chuck. Man, is he good? Jordan Everly, you got another vet. Um, you know the guys that got in there and brought in there, and then you got uh, Alexiak is is playing very well for them, and you got Jones in the back end, and Grubauer is a Grubauer. Yeah, yeah, I got Grubauer and Jones in that. Yeah, end. yeah. So I mean they're. You know what? I also I heard an interview with their radio one out or no their TV guy. I think Akulius did it. Was that John, was John say- Porzland? Yeah, and he was saying they almost have like a because they were compared so much to the Knights, and it, it kind of it's like a rivalry was built through media or whatever. But they 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 hated that, and I think somewhere along the lines management or whoever it is said you know we're not the fucking vegas golden knights we're the seattle crack and we're trying to create our own identity yeah and and it kind of struck me it was like okay but that's leadership that's what somebody had to have said that he's not just being a homer and saying we're tired of this somebody he somebody said this somewhere along the lines and they they look at they're coming out and they're fucking well, not world beaters, but they're—I mean—they're successful this year. Yeah. That—that that stems from leadership. Whether it be Adam Larson, whether it be Ron Francis, whether it be Derek Axel, 
the leadership that they they've created and, and the culture they're creating in that locker room is working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, let's uh, let's see what they do here. They're uh, they keep on, you know, surprising a lot of people. And I think that's the team to keep an eye on. So uh, Phil, your kind of thoughts, I'll get your thoughts on the LA Kings, uh, you know, from what you have seen and, you know, Kevin Fiala hat trick the other night, uh, you know, they're rolling, uh, Phoenix Copley's come in and giving them that stable goaltending that they didn't have. And that's why they're, you know, they were outscoring their issues in, in a way, which is, you know, somewhat rare for an LA Kings team, but now they're getting the goaltending and, and quick has kind of come on too when he has been called upon, but, uh, Phoenix Copley has been unreal for them since he's, uh, stepped in for him. Yeah, I think goaltending has been huge for them. Uh, they work really hard. They're fast. Like, what else? What else do you want in an NHL team? Really, I feel like they're all like they've. They're just a very like well-rounded team. You got Drew Doughty on the back end still. Like he looks good this year. Um, like you said, Copley is him and him and Jonathan Quick complement each other very well. I think they're they're a really good tandem. But they're hard to play against. They're quick. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, you know, stick to that California team there, Vandy. Get your thoughts uh, before we move on to some World Junior stuff here. I know you really wanted to talk about that. There's something I want to talk about there too. But, uh, um, you know, it's been unreal to see what Matt Benning has been able to do. At Vandy, like career high in assists right now. He's on pace to hit his career high in points too. He's probably a couple games away from that. He's on uh, – he has points in his last, I think, seven of his last eight games. Uh, you know, thoughts on the the season that Matt Benning has had for the San Jose Sharks? Yeah, I mean, what he's, you know, it's probably very, um, what's the word, very comforting to him knowing that it's kind of a relaxed season. There's really not a lot of pressure in San Jose, but you get to play with, with uh, you know, Eric Carlson, get to learn from him and then let's let's not forget that these when these guys were were younger they were most of all of the NHLers were studs at some point in their career and it's amazing what confidence do. does right yeah. and and then you start getting maybe getting those thoughts back to when you were 15 whatever it was and fuck I used to score top cheddar from blue line or whatever it is right and then now you're you, you get out of that comfort, whereas, you know, a lot of times, and I'm guilty of it, coaches are structured and, and organized and, and they just, they want you to play a certain way. And, and yeah, I, you know, I, like I say, I'm guilty of it, but it's, it's fun to watch. It's fun to see when these guys are having, you know, whether it be a one-off or, or this is how it is, but when, when they get their, their, cookies as you like to say it's it's good to see yeah it's fun yeah exactly uh just a quick thing here so everyone's kind of seen on our social media channels uh we're doing a lot of ticket giveaways we like to thank pete's concrete and our sponsors at uh, seat geek uh for jumping up and stepping up and helping out with that so uh with those two sponsors uh this wouldn't be possible so as you guys seen on twitter instagram facebook uh youtube it's uh we really appreciate the the canadian fans stepping up and you know trying to get some more fans throughout the other markets obviously we do a lot of calgary edmonton stuff here but um you know when we have the draggers and the the freedmans and all those other guys on we do go around the horn of the nhl and try to get some other insights so but again uh thanks to those sponsors for jumping in but also thanks to our our loyal listeners or fans 
uh for bringing some new people on vandy is just smiling when he hears that so uh it's more yeah, people it's can hear, more people can hear vandy and phil's phil's just sitting there grumpy because the flames lost tonight so he doesn't have a smile on his face nope. but, uh, i'm not yeah. i'm not being grumpy tonight i'm okay yeah. i'm not letting grumpy. it affect my life okay <laughs> exactly grumpy phil so uh, no, but yeah, so it, it, yeah, just congratulations and like super excited for that. Uh, and that, uh, congratulations to Matt Benning for, for the, you know, that, that great season that he's had to date and continue to, to go forward. And, uh, our boy Luch is kind of rolling too. So, uh, big congratulations to him. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's been a lot of fun here at the two months podcast, seeing some, uh, some of our friends, uh, of the pod, uh, doing pretty well in the NHL. That's what it's all about. But, uh, you know, we'll move on to some World Juniors talk uh, sponsored by Hideaway Creek uh, in Roberts, British Columbia. That's Joe Bear Brule and his wife Ramona's uh, property. So a huge shout out to them. Uh, Brule loves Vandy, by the way. So we got to get him back on. He was disappointed when Brew, when Brew was on last time that Vandy couldn't make it. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it was, it was kind of nice. It's like, let's, and that again, Listen, I'll we're, say. Yeah, we're, we're two of the... Yes, we we speak our yeah. You guys speak the same language, right? So, but uh, no, it's just really cool because you know how much a guy like that uh, you know remembered that conversation from the first time. But uh, the World Juniors, Canada wins. uh, Andy, thoughts on the World Juniors? Connor Bedard, Shane Wright, the whole situation, and you know, in Hockey Canada. Uh, Well, first of all, they they're trying their best to save face. Hockey Canada is sticking with that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, whatever. Um, what I did, and I hope, is, you know, they had the president on and they were talking about continuing to do it in small junior arenas and or junior cities, if you will, and staying away from the big markets. Um I hope so. I mean, what Moncton and Halifax did on such short notice as well, because because yeah. that that um, was supposed to be in Russia, right? So correct. So yeah. which I you know whatever, yeah, that should be. I think Russia should be in this tournament. But what the tournament showed me was that the Czechs and the Slovaks are doing something. I don't know, you know, they're doing something. Either guys have come back from playing in North America, come back and started team, but. Man, they're, they're, you probably, including Russia, you probably got Sweden, Canada, Finland, Russia, and then Czech, Slovak. You've got six to eight teams that are battling, and that that's what makes it fun. Yeah. Right? Did you did you think Joshua Wah was, because uh, a lot of conversation there, should he have gotten the MVP, uh, Vandy? Joshua Wah, he's the MVP of the tournament, yeah. in my eyes. MVP of the tournament, hands down. For him, and a couple of reasons. He he he's obviously a top player in the queue, right? Yep. yep. You know, probably if not the top player in the queue. And he has never played penalty kill before. Never. Never. He doesn't. He doesn't play penalty kill on his team. And for him to do what he was doing out there, and at the level of of um, enthusiasm or you know whatever it was that he was doing it at, unbelievable. Yeah. To me, I mean. I'm not trying to take away from Connor Bedard what he did. What he did was amazing. And we've talked about him and how our kids are looking up to this kid. Go, you know, what he did, fantastic. He's an unbelievable player. He's getting, he, you know, 
uh, his comments about, you know, not wanting to, this isn't about me. It's about winning. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Wah hands down should have been the MVP in my eyes. I I thought so too. Uh, Phil Shane Wright goes back to the OHL probably going to get traded to the London Knights, uh, right decision, wrong decision. Thoughts on that. I always uh, like to see people be successful being in Seattle. It's, it's probably not that fun for them. Maybe, maybe it is. I don't know. I think it'd be pretty fun to be in the NHL, but at the end of the day, when you're not uh, contributing or producing, I know what it's like it, being on a ball hockey team where I don't uh, produce or contribute. Right. So it's not fun. <laughs> not a jab towards me. <laughs> oh, I said, I said me. Yeah. 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 No, but uh, you know, I think it's the right call. I think it's, he's, he's going to go somewhere where he's going to grow uh, going. If he is going to London with the hunt, like he's going to have a, he's going to have success there. He's going to do great. London's a great organization. Um, Dad, your thoughts on him going there, and and do we think maybe that's the right thing? Maybe that can work on if we think there's a character issue there or, or whatnot. Like, there's a reason why he fell to number four. It's not a big, it's still big, you know, when you're exceptional status. But uh, for the development, I think it's the best thing for him. But your thoughts? Did we talk about my what I text in the group chat on here before? You hinted at it with the John Scott thing. You touched on it in the John okay. Scott interview, so people will hear that tomorrow. But if yeah, you want to go a little bit more into. No, but I mean, now. for me, it's. It, I think there's some sort of attitude issue, if you will. There, um, I, I think. No, I I'm, I can't even comment on that. I mean, I know I said it, but you know, thinking about it, I don't think. I think there's an attitude there that they're trying to straighten out. It might and not be that bad. It just might be a no, little. No, it's just right? he needs to mature yeah. is all it is. Yeah. And maturing can mean a million different things. It could right. mean skating. It could mean sticking. It could mean at, at the at the NHL level. But I think there's a, a like, and I, don't, I think it's an off-ice maturing he needs to do. And with that, they tried it in Coachella, brought him up. Okay, we'll send you back down. You can be the captain of Team Canada, and let's see how you do that. Build some leadership core, because at the end of the day, this guy's a fourth. He's a first-round draft pick, fourth overall for Seattle. They want him to be part of their long-term plan, right? So with that, maybe it's a captaincy, maybe it's whatever. But, okay, you're not a fit here. You're not ready here. And, again, ready can mean anything. So let's get him down. And then maybe there's a little play, Kingston, why don't you talk to the Hunters and the Hunters can, you know, what kind of relationship does Ron Francis have with the Hunters? And, you know, hey, can you take this kid and maybe straighten him out a bit, teach him how to be a pro? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just yeah. speculating. But, it, but that would be his know. equivalent of coming to Red Deer, you know? If, 100%. 100%. So, Don Hay, Kamloops, Vancouver Giants. Yeah. Uh, Willie Willie and and and, uh, Medicine Medicine Hat, yeah. It's let's get him into a structured program and and get him teach him how to be a pro off the ice. He's obviously got the tools to play on the ice. I personally wasn't impressed with his play, and it's not a shot against the Kingdom Frontenacs either. It you know like maybe the different voice. Sorry, you're going to go there, Phil. No, you finish your thought. 
I, I can wait a second. No, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I just like you think back and like Vandy, how many how many players on the Oilers did you think? I wish they would send them back to develop a little more. How many times did you did you say that out loud? Like in the past, even ten years, like when the Oilers were getting all these like high draft picks, like oh, I just wish they would send them down to develop a little more. Yeah, yeah. in the game, off the ice and on the ice. I mean, the, think Ray, about how many distractions these motherfuckers have. Yeah, Ray Ferrara said it the best. He's like, show me a player in in the history of hockey that their, you know, development was hurting by them, you know, going back to, you know, the AHL or the, 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 you know, the minor leagues of, you know, wherever the ECHL or back to junior, you know, like it's uh, he said it a lot. Right. And that's a guy that covered the junior program a lot with TSN and, and probably is the best analyst in the game for hockey, in my opinion. So, you know, when a guy says it like that, I, and, you know, look at the career that Ray Ferraro had throughout his junior career and NHL career, um, you know, nothing was really rushed with him. And he was a part of some pretty team, some pretty team, some pretty bad teams in his opinion that, you know, just didn't have it at the right time, but, you know, still had a great career and, and we'll see what happens with Shane Wright. You know, it's, uh, you know, there's a, some, some adversity there and everyone loves a good story of overcoming adversity. Right. So, uh, you know, if, and I think this is a, this is one case that isn't going to hurt him going to London or if it's another program or wherever, you know, it'll be a good thing for him. And, you know, got good, world junior experience is also pretty great too. And for the most part, uh, you know, especially when you win and, you know, again, you got to give it to the hats to the checks, save eh, Andy for what they did. Oh God, those kids played their hearts out, man. And they just, they, they, such a simple game they play they got star players don't get me wrong but i mean they just the not even be they're they just they they stick to the process throughout the whole game winning or losing mm -hmm. they play the same way whether they're up or down and they what they did to canada in the final was what they did to to sweden in the semi yeah. they just Oh, okay, you got up two nothing. All right, we're gonna stick to it. We're gonna puck steep. Or just play simple, five foot rule, quiet zone, that kind of thing. It's like, God. And yeah. then they, you know, they go tie it up, and and then that's it. The golden goal, Gunter. Yeah, I think I think that our prediction was uh, correct. Hey, Bosco, I believe it was. Yes, yeah, yeah, I believe it was. So uh, that's. Uh... I was way off. I thought we were gonna lose to the states. <laughs> yeah. They would have if uh, Thomas Milich didn't stand on his head. He stood on his head. He stole in the game. God, there's another. Yeah, we didn't. Like, I mean, I, most of Undrafted, majors, undersized. Goal same with the Czech goalie, right? Yeah. They're, you know, they, there's something to be said about those small goalies. But um, You see Saros, man. Look at him the other day. 40, uh, 64 saves. Uh, undersized. You know, another uh, goaltender that's defying the odds, as you would say. So, uh Another guy kind of defining some odds. We'll finish up on this. Some Buffalo Savers talk. Uh, Rasmus Dahlin, um, five-point night. But uh, Tage Thompson uh, continues to impress. Uh, same with Dahlin. The Savers are uh, they're in the mix, Vandy. They're still in the hunt for a playoff spot. But uh, thoughts on what Tage Thompson is doing and uh, Rasmus Dahlin. Well, who the hell was I talking? I can't remember who I was talking to, but they were like, how would you describe Tage Thompson? And I think I, I've said it before, and I'm, I, he's your 
almost perfect hockey player. He's got hands. He's big. He can skate. The only thing is he lacks a little physical presence in my eyes, but whatever. That I'll, I'll take his 40 goals. What's What he's doing is – and then, you know, you, you got a group of guys, I think, there that with what Granado's doing is he's building a culture. And I talk about it all the time. I'm sorry for repeating myself, but he's built something and he's building something. I mean, Alex Tuck. I heard him get interviewed and he says, I'm having the most fun. I'm, and they're not even, they're not even like wagons or wheel world beaters yet. He's like, I'm having the most fun I had since my hockey. Yeah. So yeah, whatever they're doing down there, it looks good. Yeah. Uh, we'll finish up with you, Phil, on your, on your thoughts with, uh, with Buffalo, uh, youngest team in the league, but they have the oldest goaltender in the league. So imagine what their uh, average age would be if Anderson wasn't on their team, but uh you know, thoughts on the season to date for them and what they're coming into now. They're going to have a stud team here going forward. Well, I got to be at the game here in Edmonton when Buffalo came in and kind of surprised everybody. And I think that was like the first moment where I was like, man, this team's actually looking pretty good. And one player that like really stood out to me was actually Owen Power. Hmm. And uh, we talked about Jay Bowmeister last week. I see a lot of similarities with, with Owen Power, just a big, steady uh, he gets the puck, he calms the game down. Just like I mentioned, like with Jay Bolmeister last last week, I, I think they've got a really, really, really good core. They're going to be really good in a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. Uh, well, that's it for this week's episode. Uh, we'll for uh, for the fellas. We'll have another one uh, with the with the group. Some breaking some down, some more Oilers stuff. Uh, the Oilers are out west, so we'll see how that looks for us. Uh, we might have some late pods, maybe do some pods during the game. Listen, uh, I just Googled Felix Copley. Yes. He, I would ID that. There's no way that guy's 30. His mugshot on Hockey <laughs> DB looks like he's 40 years old, yeah, 50 years old. <laughs> yeah. They usually pretty he's still He's a good looking dude. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But he looks older. Maybe he's been playing. Yeah. For like, well, he was playing the minors and he had a few I know, I'm, copy I'm here and there. But yeah, no way. Trying to be funny and I'm yeah, yeah, it's uh, my wife tells me all the time. Yeah, it's all good. No, we'll see. Yeah, he's he's helped out. Uh, it's a good feel feel good story for him. And uh, you know, he's in the show and he's uh, he's putting his putting that team in a good position. He's putting himself in a good position and uh, racking up those wins. So we'll see. Uh, the Oilers play them here uh, coming up. Uh, you know, so I'll be a good one. And uh, maybe we'll uh, have a recap of that and some other games as the week goes on. But uh. This is this episode 149, episode 150 with John Scott will be uh, following this one. So thank you to everyone tuning in and we'll uh, we'll keep in touch. Uh, stay tuned to our social media channels for more updates of what the podcast uh, has in store. Enjoy.